Life is hard. But it could be worse. Yeehaw! Life is hard. Life so is can hard. I talk now? But it could be worse. Yeah, if you want to, but you're not going to be. Life no one's going to hear you over the music. All right, I'll wait. Uh, so, like, this is the Life is Hard podcast. I always forget to say that. It kind of says that in the music. You keep telling me that, but all it says is life is hard, but it could be worse. Life. It doesn't really say this is the Life is Hard podcast. It could be just some little jingle we threw in there that has nothing to do with the podcast. Live, on recording, from the Life is Hard studios in North Carolina. Oh, sorry. And yeah. Tennessee. This. <laughs> from around the world. Is the Life is Hard podcast. From from basements everywhere. Okay. So <laughs> so it's official now. Um, yep. The Electoral yeah, College has, you know, sent in via, I don't know how, I guess they, they actually physically fly to Washington and say, we have 11 of us. I doubt they physically fly to Washington. They probably ride in an airplane that's flying to Washington. So what would happen if, say, one of the uh, airline flights that they were on got shot down and they all got killed with those electors then? Ooh, you should have told Trump that. (laughs) No, 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 no. We're not going there. Hey, Mr. President, I've got an idea. Yeah. So, you know the the peop, the bunch of bunch of uh, Republicans still haven't conceded defeat. Include not not just Donald Trump, but a lot of his staunch supporters are still bristling at at the the stolen election, which I think is such bullshit. But anyway, um, there was an article in the Week that talked about. Uh, is that the name of a publication? Yes, that's the name of a publication it's called the week at theweek.com that's a dumb name for a publication but it is ahead. kind of but we sort of do the week too right because we um we don't call it that that's true oh i want to point out that apparently nobody listens to us because today on the news they were talking uh about uh the uh aftermath of and i and i quote eta and iota and we had discussed this at length, um, that it would be eta because all the other letters like beta, theta, zeta are all eta. Right? Exactly. So ETA would be eta. And I think we came to a unanimous conclusion on on solid ground that it was eta. And today right. they were saying eta. And I'm like, where have you guys been? We have discussed this. We have determined what the proper pronunciation is. And now what do you do? You go off and you pronounce it differently. Yeah, but, you pronounced it eta at first. Well, yeah, because I heard them say eta. And, and that's and this, when I was like. Huh? And this is this is uh, actually confirming what I thought, that I'd heard the people talk about it as eta. Um on on the on where I've actually because otherwise you know a lot of times I read all my news I don't really get a lot of stuff as a spoken word or video and uh, and I have no idea sometimes how to pronounce things uh, including some of the things we're going to talk about tonight I'll probably just totally butcher the pronunciation but the Etta thing I I thought I heard had heard someone say Etta I was like I think I heard someone call it Etta because you know well, just because they say it wrong doesn't I know mean you well have to we say it wrong. and that's why we we called. We called a summit, remember? 
Yes. And we and we went over it and we and we hashed out the possible pronunciations and the reasons why they would or wouldn't be wrong and we determined like I said unanimously without doubt that Ada would be correct that the ancient Greeks would have pronounced it Ada. Anyway, then they fucked it up today. But that wasn't where I was going. I was talking about the week. So on the week, this uh, person who wrote this article made a pretty good case for uh, taking all the Republicans who signed on to the Texas lawsuit for the Supreme Court to basically steal the election for Trump and accuse them or charge them with sedition and do not allow them to participate in government because they violated their oath about upholding the Constitution. Hmm. Did they throw it out as unconstitutional? Uh, the case that well, Texas they brought? no, actually, they threw it out as that Texas didn't have standing, like they had no constitutional right to uh, to determine another state's rules or you know contest another state's rules for elections. The Constitution, in a way, they said it was not constitutional because the Constitution doesn't provide every state defines how they're going to handle elections. So it doesn't provide for one state to interfere with another state's elections, and essentially that's what Texas was doing, but the Supreme Court, their ruling was, we're not going to hear it because you don't have standing. You have no legal basis on which to file this suit. Yeah, if they ruled it unconstitutional, they might have a better case there. Well, I mean, I think the guy makes a good case. The question is, do any Democrats have the balls to say... We're going to, you know, penalize. And also, do they have the do, do they have the the votes? I mean, if, if this is something that has to be voted on in Congress, then guess what? It ain't gonna happen. Um, but I think it's an interesting idea. I mean, because really, that's what they did after after the Civil War. The states that had you know gone to war with us, we we declared them in default and or whatever you want to call it. Said they were seditious and said they had to prove that they were in line with the Constitution before they could come back and participate in our government. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What? Did well, they-, they they tried to secede, and, and the Union said, no, we won't let you out of the United States. You know, we won't let and then you we wouldn't separate let them back the in United again. States. They went to <laughs> war, and then after the South lost the war, the winning side that whose intent was to keep them in the United States said, not so fast. We're not going to let you back in the United States that we're making you do that. You didn't want to do to begin with. Well, that's unless a, you prove <laughs> that's an interesting way of looking at it. But I think that the, what they're really saying is you aren't allowed to participate in making laws until you come around to, Agreeing with the Constitution that you that you I mean they agreed on it. You realize that those <laughs> that you fought a war to get away from. <laughs> well, yeah, but those states had signed on to our Constitution before they decided to secede. So you know, right? I mean, anyway. So I I don't want to get into the 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 ins and outs of what they did after the Civil War because honestly, I think I would have done the same thing, regardless of how how. Uh, What's the word? Um, two-sided, two-faced, whatever, contradictory it may seem. I would still, I would still have done the same thing. I'd have been like, okay, now that we kicked your ass and you are now subordinate to us, 
you have to at least agree that you know we're, that you are going to abide by the constitution that you signed onto before you decided to abandon it, and we decided to kick your ass. You know, or else what? Or else we're going to kick you out. We'll kick After your ass we again. Just made you stay? No, we're not going to kick you out. We just won't let you govern. There's a difference between letting you leave the union and letting you. I mean, just because we aren't going to let them govern now doesn't mean we're going to let them secede from the union. We're just saying your representatives have proven that they didn't keep their oath. You know, there's got to be some. Okay, just in defense of this whole thing, I think it's pretty fucking legitimate. If you make these public representatives take an oath to. to protect their honor of the Constitution, to uphold the Constitution, rather, and they don't, then they violated their oath of office. I mean, it's not that hard to understand. It well, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying... This but is, then they would simply just replace them with other representatives, right? No, they don't get to do that. I, well, that was the, that, that's probably the gray area. It's like, who, who then comes in to represent the states who've lost their representatives. I suspect, I mean, the, it, it wouldn't be that simple because, and the reason I say this is because the article continues on to say that once we get rid of these seditious bastards, we can then fix some things that have needed fixing for a long time, like get rid of the Electoral College altogether, have a popular vote for the president, et cetera, et cetera. These particular states that are defending Trump happen to be the ones that benefit the most from the Electoral College because they're the ones who managed to get a Republican in office with less than a majority of the vote. So the guy saying, hey, get rid of them and fix stuff so that they can't take power. And his point about us allowing the Republicans to continue to do the shit that they do and essentially letting them chip away at our democracy with gerrymandering and things like this until basically they take control with a minority is exactly the outcome that we don't want. And that's what he was basically saying. We have to do something because if we just turn the other cheek and say, well, you didn't get away with it this time, they're, they're, chipping, it away, they're chipping away at it. They're, you know, right. we're allowing them to stay in power. I mean, look at, we're allowing them literally to control Congress. If we don't win both the seats in Georgia, they will still control the Senate, which means McConnell will still be able to block everything the Democrats try to do. And if we can't fix that problem this time, and next time we happen to, they happen to win the Electoral College vote again and get another Republican in office, we're just going to go that much deeper down into this pit. And at some point, we will never be able to retain, regain control, and the fascist regime will take over. And that's what this guy's concern was. But he said the he he also said that the Democrats don't have enough balls to actually stick it to the Republicans and say, "You're out of here. You no longer have a vote because you violated yeah. your oath." I mean, I agree they don't have enough balls, but they probably also have. Uh... There's an interest in upholding the system as is. Well, that's part of the reason why it they don't have any balls. It benefits all of them. Yeah, I think that's why they don't have any balls. I think it comes down to they they are out in the golf course with these same Republicans that I'm complaining about. They're right now out yucking it exactly. up, having a good laugh, saying, yeah, we let's just keep playing the game the way we do, keep making it look like we're the good guys and you're the bad guys, or or tomorrow you're the good guys and we're the bad guys, and you know we just keep playing this back and forth, and the American public keeps eating it up, and they keep thinking that we're actually fighting for them, but really, we're not. 
Well, that's depressing. Thanks. I was going to say, but now that you made me go there, sheesh. It's like it's it's like China. I don't know if you heard, but China sent seven hundred and fifty thousand troops to Maine. What? Yeah, we've been fighting them up there, and we've been the the news has been reporting all the explosions as an earthquake. Nuh-uh. Well, that's one of the theories. It's been going around. <laughs> we supposedly have killed fifty thousand of them so far. Are you watching QAnon now? Following QAnon. No, I just get this shit drifts through my feed. People are making fun of it, so I get I get some of this every once in a while in my news feed. And then so um so if since China's in Maine and they're attacking us with seven hundred well, now seven hundred thousand troops because we've taken some of them out. Um I wanna know what happens if you put China in a bull shop. <laughs> Ever think of that? <laughs> Nope. Yeah, well, that's there a good you go. point, though. Yeah, along those lines, if all those troops from China are in Maine and and they take over that state, would that be then mainland China? I was ready for you. <laughs> Yay! See, you're getting better. If my lips aren't moving, I'm listening. If I'm talking and you throw something in, there's a pretty good chance I'm not going to catch it. Yeah, well, just saying. So there's some I great, delivered it slow just for you. So I, I'm I'm sure you've you've heard of the uh, the guy the guy from Israel that he was he's uh, I'm gonna screw his name up Haim Eshed H A I M E S H E D I can never pronounce these uh, these foreign names. Um, he was like in charge of the space security space something in Israel for a long time. And for like 20 they years, have space security in Israel. They have something, Do something we? like our space force, right? They've got a, yeah, but that's new. Well, yeah. Our, okay. The Trump space force is new, but we've always had space. We've always had military satellites in space and we've been concerned about their, you know, longevity. Um, that's been going on for a long, long time. Trump just happened to come along and say, Oh, we need a space force. Um, which I, <laughs> sorry, I mean I think it's it's something. Space force. Yeah, just change the O to an A, and I think he probably got it right. But yeah, but anyway, so well, uh, there's that show Space Force with Steve Carell. After Trump made that announcement, they started making that show. Have you seen that? No, but it's I, a good show. I yeah. I did see that Mel Gibson made a movie where he's Santa Claus. Did you see a new that one? one? Yeah. It's called, Isn't he Jewish? It's called Fat Man. Well, his version of Santa Claus is kind of militant, actually. He's armed and dangerous. Somebody. So, so the premise of the movie is that uh, he strikes some sort of deal with the U.S. military, which I'm not sure what that's all about. But at some point, he apparently puts a lump of coal in some kid's uh, Christmas present box and the kid's like some rich 12 year old and so he hires an assassin to kill santa claus <laughs> nice and of course mel gibson ends up going lethal weapon on the assassin and so it's it's not it's not your typical santa claus movie and and mel gibson's kind of a whiner too i mean as far as santa claus goes you know he's he's it's there's at least one line in the trailer where you know the guy's coming to kill Santa Claus, and he announces that he's there to kill him, and Santa Claus is like, 
He's like, do you think you're the first one? You know, <laughs> I didn't get this job of just being jolly, right? Anyway, it's a, it's I, you know honestly, the the movie got terrible ratings, but but I almost tempted to watch it. I, I think the only reason I didn't just rush out and get it so I could review it for us tonight is because it's Mel Gibson, and I'm kind of pissed off at Mel Gibson still. Not From. because of his anti-Semitism, but because of his uh, his uh, his Christian movies. I hate his fucking his movies. Were oh, awesome. it was anti-Semitism. That yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was. No, he's not Jewish. I meant sorry. I meant to correct Jewish. you on that, but I was kind of on a roll. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he's an anti-Semite. So uh, he is a Christian. Gotcha. But even Christians don't believe in Santa Claus. Santa Claus is is Satan to Christians. No, he's Saint Nick. He's antithetical to what. What Christmas means? It's supposed not to be, in the origin story. It's well, okay, but he's supposed to be about Jesus, not Santa Claus. No, I know, but he was Saint Nicholas, and he would bring stuff to the poor and downtrodden. You know. Uh, yeah. Well, I was checking out new movies, so um, so there was a couple other ones too. There's a there's a new werewolf movie. Um, How are they making movies anyway? I don't know. I think these actually I think these movies are in the backlog. I think they're coming out from stuff that they didn't release. They pulled all the movies from the theaters at the beginning of COVID. And basically all the theaters that were still open were basically just forced to shut down because the movie people just said we're not releasing any movies. We're even movies that are on your schedule that we were planning on sending you, we are no longer sending you. They just canceled everything. So I think some of these are coming out from before. I didn't look at like the dates that they were shot or whatever, but but there's a there's a werewolf movie and then there's a movie called Dragon Soldiers, which is like some cross between like, Harry like Potter. D R A G O N, not D R A G G I N apostrophe. <laughs> no, no, they're not dragon soldiers. They're D R A G O N. There's there's a big okay. there's a big ass dragon in it. So it's like a cross between uh Game of Thrones and uh and some, you know, uh a team movie or something, right? Okay. It's it's this this elite. Well, first first, you know, and, and again, I'm just watching the trailer, so I just got the trailer thing. But at the beginning of the trailer, they've got some. It's some, like we need to do like Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, well, I have to watch the movie first. I mean, nah, I can't, I can't we'll hardly. just totally do it based on the trailers. That's <laughs> just, our style. Just pick on the trailers. Yeah. yeah well, Joking anyway, the, the movie trailer reviews. Apparently, the local militia went out after this dragon and just got totally barbecued. So then these guys come in, these, you know, these super elite mercenaries are like, ah, you just need to send in the right guys, right? And, uh, but based on the trailer, I can tell you that, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be the token black guy on that elite team. <laughs> Cause he's going to be toast. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't look good for those guys. I'm serious. That, that dragon was huge and he seemed to always have the upper hand. You would think that something that big would have trouble like sneaking up on you, but. Right. It seemed like it was doing a good job with that. So anyway, so uh, did you want to uh, discuss the? Oh, 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 I I went way. I got way ahead of myself. So the Haim Eshed guy, the Haim Eshed guy. Yes, the guy in Israel. Yeah. How did I get? How did I get off the topic of that? So he something was, about Mel Gibson. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Um. Anyway, he got interviewed and he was talking about aliens living among us and. Uh, and doing experiments on Earth. They came here to study the fabric of space-time or something, which makes no sense whatsoever. 
Uh, but anyway, um, so so he was talking about uh, you know that they had made a deal with the United States government because apparently when they came here that the U.S. was the was their the people that they originally talked to. Of course, of course, yeah, and uh, and they made a deal that, that, that we would stay mum about them being here, you know, wouldn't tell anybody. And apparently, Trump was ready to tell the world uh, about the aliens, but they convinced him that it would be a bad idea, that it wouldn't want to create havoc or or panic at a time like this. Well, there's the first hole in the theory. Yeah, exactly. Who's who's going to convince Trump that anything is a bad idea that he wants to do? Exactly, he's going to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thought. Anyway, so this guy sounds like he's batshit crazy, but Slate, which is sarcastic, by the way, Slate's not real. Uh, anybody who doesn't know that, Slate published uh, an article that was kind of funny by Hugh Mann, which is a play on human. Human. Yeah. Who, I get it. Somebody on, on social media came up with his profile from social media that said he was he – was, uh, just a regular human living with other humans in a small house in Kentucky, eating dead plants and dead animals. And um, anyway, so it was clearly written as if he was trying to trying to uh, convince somebody that he was actually not an alien. I am human. You yeah. can trust me. <laughs> exactly. So he writes an article on Slate that was uh, that has a picture in the article, a picture of a base on, on Mars, probably from a movie, and, uh, and, and explains that there is no Mars, uh, no underground base on Mars, um, and that that's just silly, that anybody would think that, and, um, and goes on to, uh, to try to convince us that we should not look on Mars for their underground base, because it just can't be there. It's just it's ridiculous, you know. There is nothing to see here. Exactly. Just move along. Everything is perfectly normal. <laughs> Anyway, he also has um what was his uh his place of birth is Roswell, New Mexico <laughs> in his profile. Nice. <laughs> they were having fun with that one. I, I got a feeling that even though a lot of people would love to jump on what this guy says, and there are, I'm sure there are people who, you know, listened to what Eshid said and and thought this is proof that there are aliens. But I'm sure a lot of people are just having a good laugh and using it as just basically evidence that Eshid is crazy. But well, I mean, I like watching that Ancient Aliens show, and we've talked about that on the show before. But yeah, their their that, evidence is pretty weak on that show. That's the well, one. yeah, but it seems plausible, right? Like it's not hard. Well, until evidence. someone researches it and finds out that everything that they're pointing to is either bullshit or has another explanation. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that at least it makes sense. Like what this guy's saying what doesn't even have- make sense before you get to evidence world. You know what I'm saying? Well, the Trump part doesn't, yeah. And the and the fact that they're living among us now is, eh. Well, and the fact that they struck a deal with the United States government or whatever. I mean, they're fucking aliens. Well, they I think would just hum- take over if they wanted. Hugh Mann had a great point in that he said they wouldn't have to come to Earth to study, you know, the fabric of space-time because it exists everywhere, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then the other thing is that they called, he said they have something called the United Federation or something. And everybody's like, hmm, that's interesting. Sounds a lot like Star Trek. <laughs> right. <laughs> this guy's just making it up as he goes along. But anyway, <clears throat> no, I, the, the, I would love to, to, uh, just be on your page with the ancient alien, but I watched the ancient alien and got pissed off because they wasted all my time. I watched the whole thing. 
got well at least watched an episode of it or whatever got the I was gonna say you didn't watch the whole thing no, i haven't no, no, seen the whole thing yeah yeah but anyway i watched like 20 seasons of it whatever i watched i watched a half hour an hour of something and and when i got done watching it i went and did a little bit of research and found out that all the shit that they claimed was just based on ancient traditions of wrapping heads and and uh, other things that had been already, you know, studied by anthropologists and was based on nothing to do with aliens. And there was absolutely no correlation between anything that they showed and actual alien activity. So I was just kind of really disappointed because it was like, yeah, that's kind of like stupid. They just sort of take you down this what if world and they already have an explanation. We already know why these things happened. It's not a what if. It's still going on today in a lot of cases. We've got examples of this today, so it's not like it's a, a what if anymore. We know what the actual explanation for these things is. So anyway, yeah, but and we've talked about this before too. But even if all the alien stuff is nonsense, it's pretty cool to see the whole the things you don't see every day on the news or get taught in school, like when they find and you know an entire underground city with like hundreds of levels that go down into the, and, and that stuff is real, whether well, aliens built it or whatever. I is question, debate, but there are really those when they're making shit up about finds. other stuff, I question anything. Like I would, I would question anything that they said at this point. I'd be like, is well, it yeah, real? I mean, Have you the, seen it? I mean, it's just at this point, I mean, we talk about not trusting the the mainstream news, but I mean, for crying out loud, these guys are known to make shit up. It's basically uh, sensationalism. They're just trying to convince you that there's these things that are evidence. Well, of, but like the pyramids are real. Well, yeah, but I'm, what what makes we know how the pyramids were built. That's not I'm a mystery. I'm not saying that. I'm saying even if you take the aliens out of the equation, there well, are okay. these structures that are very impressive that even if they were built by humans are still like, that's pretty freaking cool, you know? Even if they were built by humans? Yeah. I mean, thousands of people died building those things. It's not a question of if they were built by humans or not. But, you know. Well, anyway. I'm just even, saying. Even though they were built by humans? How okay. about that? Well, I mean, you act as if it's like, well, maybe There's, they were built by humans. Anyway, that's the problem. Is they? Well, put, I mean, it's a lot harder to believe they were built by humans than it is that they were built by aliens. Well, the Taj Mahal was probably built by aliens too, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, as far as I know, the IDS Center in Minneapolis was built by aliens. How do we know those people that built that building weren't aliens? I mean, we don't know. I mean, you can just go yeah. down this road forever. You can just make shit up all day long. That's what I hate about these shows is they don't. By the don't... time you get to Minnesota, I'm sure you have machinery that'll do that stuff. Well, but when we don't. You talk, when you talk about the statues on Easter Island or whatever. We know how those find... were erected also. That's the thing is we've got anthropological anthropological evidence we've got research we've got these people are making this shit up because they know it sells fucking it gets viewers to to watch and that's what pisses okay, me off but i'm saying even if you know how it's done yeah well they were they were on a freaking island with zero technology no fucking cranes <laughs> right it's still pretty fucking cool they were able to do that it is cool 
That's but I find I'm it saying. disingenuous that that you've got a show that has to lie to people to get them to watch it, and that that bothers me. I'm not. I mean, you could say it's interesting, but why not have a show that talks about how it was really done? That I would mean, be cool. You could. That would be fine. Instead of making up shit about aliens, talk about how it was really done because that's an engineering feat that's actually reproducible and very interesting. All right. Well, then that's going to be our next podcast. <sighs> Not next week on this podcast. I'm saying next week we have to talk about Christmas. We will have a separate podcast that's like life is interesting, <laughs> even though there's no aliens involved. Well, unfortunately, I don't understand why aliens would ever have come to Earth and then just, you know, abandoned us and not ever, like, left an, a message for modern man saying, hey, when you find this, they did. give us we're a call. Just, we're just not smart enough to decode it yet. Well, that's what these people would have you believe. <laughs> yeah. There are yeah. messages everywhere. You know, I've always They're felt everywhere. my biggest failing in life, and the reason I can't make a lot of money is because I can't just make shit up and try to sell it. That's the problem. I just can't do it. If I could, there's lots of stuff. I mean, you could, I could write books, books about what if this happened? What if well, the I mean, real you could make it up and sell it as fiction, and then you'd be fine. Stephen King made shit up all the time. Yeah, I mean, basic. Well, yeah, but he doesn't try to sell it as true. Stephen King's books are clearly marked as fiction. I know that's what I'm saying. But he's made a ton of money making stuff up. Well, that's true. But he's a good writer too. I'm thinking just being able to skate on, on uh, you know, the idea that you just you just put stuff out there that people find intriguing or titillizing, and you know they're titillating. I'm sorry. I get tantalizing and titillating crossed, and that's where you get titillizing. Anyway, I like titillizing. <clears throat> anyway, so I do that you know, it's something that people occasionally. people feel like they just have to buy the book because the cover is like, oh my god, do you believe this? And they buy it, and it's crap. You didn't really have to be a good writer. You didn't have to have any talent per se. You just have to put up, put forth a proposition that people really want to believe or that intrigues them. And I can't, I just can't do that. I'm just like, always like, you know, there's always going to be a practical explanation in my world. You don't even have to do that. Do you remember, it might be like five or six years ago now, but the number one selling book on Amazon was things Democrats are right about. And it was 200 blank pages. Oh yeah. I think I heard about that. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. See that, that was fucking brilliant. Seems to me like, there was another book that was something like that too. Yeah. You know, that was ended up being blank pages. But you know, blank pages can be useful too. I wouldn't mind getting a book of blank pages because I could take notes. Well, um, yeah. Then I could do a better podcast if I had a book of blank pages next to my bed for every time I got a good idea. I mean, you could get a notebook at the dollar store for a dollar. You don't have to you spend know, twenty bucks. Someone else told me I could get a notebook at the dollar store for a dollar. I'm always shopping at the wrong places because I pay a lot more money for my notebooks. Really? Even at Walmart, they're even cheaper than that. Like when it's back to school season, you can get them for like thirty cents. I don't shop at Walmart either, so I'm just gonna have to go find one of these inexpensive notebooks. That's all. I mean, just all right. just leave me alone. All right. I mean, next thing you know, you're going to be selling me alien notebooks. Okay? You're a woodsy guy. You can go out and chop down a tree and turn it exactly. into exactly run yeah. it through the mill. Yeah. I'm still your own paper. 
I'm still working on making my own hummus, so back off, all right? Hummus, there was a there was a guy made out of beans, isn't it? Speaking of good ideas, though, did you see the guy who who invented uh, or not invented, but he came up with the idea for a uh, mobile bowling alley? No, he's making a killing. I mean, he's really making it. Not was no, it like a semi truck? He's not making a literal killing, but he's charging five hundred dollars for two hours. It's a, it's kind of you know, he's, there's a big pickup kind of thing, and you pull it. It's a trailer, but it's a big trailer. Anyway, so people go in. The guy who pulls it says it's a great job and drives around in his truck, and he has people run up to him and say, "Oh, that's cool," or whatever. I don't know. And anyway, they gave him COVID. So now he's dead. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, so this guy, this guy, uh, like, had a fair amount of real estate and money, sold everything he had in order to invest in this idea, and he can't. He's he's now getting another trailer together because he he, he has too many people who want this thing. And five hundred bucks for two hours, a two hour rentals, five hundred bucks, and he rents this thing insane. out. Yeah, I know, and he's renting this out like all over the place because apparently you can like throw a birthday party and have people because bowling alleys are closed. Right. And, and he thought of the idea before COVID, but COVID has actually made him rich. So he's thinking it'll still be a hit even after COVID, but I don't know. Cause if you can rent a bowling alley cheaper. Oh, wait, you can rent the whole alley way cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. You can rent the bowling alley a lot cheaper. You can rent it for a whole night on a weeknight or something when nobody else is there. Anyway, I digress. So we're running out of time here. Do you have anything to add before? That was a pretty bad sigh there. Like, that was hard. Would you like me to try again? But it could be worse. Go ahead. Do it again. I dare you. Hard. <sighs> but it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse.